Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. Receive my humble greetings today in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to yet another episode of the Jesus Cast podcast and my name is Joseph and I'll be your host for the day. Uh, we, we, we started a new series about a week ago and today is week two obviously and the series is called Faith and I always will go back to this that you know when we start talking about faith people always feel like ah, faith has been preached about for so long it's always faith this faith that but for our ministry it is the core of what we are doing it is the core of what we are building and not only is it the core of what we're building but it is the core of the kingdom of god because without that faith we cannot please god and today uh, before i get into the message i want to tell you just a story about something that i learned about a couple of years ago and uh, i was listening to a song uh, called uh what's the name of the song called surrounded by upper room so as i was listening to this song it goes like this is how i fight my battles this is how i fight my battles and then the singer goes and says it may look like i'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by you so the context of the song is as it says this is how i fight my battles so the singer had discovered something that will always be there in their life so they have to learn how to fight their battles with that one thing they have to know that this is how I'll always be tested. So I need to be able to conquer this one thing. And then he says, and she rather, she says that uh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm actually surrounded by God. It is God who is surrounding me. It is God who is helping me to fight this war, to fight this battle, to fight this one thing that I've discovered about my life. And as I was listening to this song, I came to my own realization that I also have this one thing that keeps coming over and over again in my life and God wants me to learn how to fight through it. God wants me to learn how to conquer it. And on that note, as I discovered it, well obviously over time, uh, this is something that I had to practice over time, but at some point in life uh, it hits me harder than normal and I lose my confidence and I stop being the fight, uh, I stop having the fighting spirit rather. But I believe that once you discover this one thing, okay, then every other battle for you becomes easier. Okay, it is in discovering it that you will know how to conquer, how to conquer it rather. Uh, a teacher of mine in high school used to say that if you know what your problem is, and then it's no longer a problem because now you can come up with a solution. So now the issue would be, can I come up with a solution to this thing? So yeah. Uh, we're going to be reading from the book of James chapter 1 verses 2 and 4 and then we're going to get straight into the message and it reads as follows my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing amen dear heavenly father we thank you we honor you 
we believe that this word comes from you. We believe that this is your word, O oh Lord. And we trust you, O oh Lord, to allow me, O oh Lord, to preach it the way, God, you have intended, Father. I do not want to, Jehovah, just be a person who is just speaking out of my own thoughts, out of my own mind. I want to speak this message according to your will and purpose, Father. And I pray that whoever is listening to this message will be transformed by this message. It will change their lives and they will discover you more and more and their faith will grow. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. So, amen. So, yeah, uh, we're reading from the book of James, chapter 1. So, James is uh, a servant of God. He calls himself a slave, rather. Uh, if you read verse 1, obviously, that's when you will discover that. He says that he is a servant of God, a slave to God, a slave to Christ. And he is writing this book uh, to the 12 tribes uh, of Judah or the Hebrews, if you would put it, or the Jews, if you would put it. Uh, who were living among the Gentiles. Okay, so he's writing this letter to them, and in his introduction to this letter, he begins by discussing faith with them. Okay, and if you read through the whole of uh, the first chapter of James, you will realize that the whole of it actually speaks about having the confidence to go to God and ask for things and God giving them to you, and being able to have the faith to stand and not doubt whatever that you're asking for. Anyway, uh, before I get into this, I want to mention that as much as this message was directed to the Jews, you have to take hold of it as well because the Bible was written for you and I. The Bible was prepared rather for you and I. And for each time that you discover someone that God loved, someone that God called, I want you to put yourself in their position as someone that God is using as well. And so because the Hebrews were called by God and James is writing to the 12 of them, to the 12 tribes, right? He is also writing this message to you. He is also writing this message to inform you about this faith. Okay. And in our case, we need to look at it from this perspective that as we take the position of the Jews, the world takes the position of the Gentiles. So the non-believers in this case become the Gentiles and we live amongst them. We live, we are surrounded by them. We live with them. So we need to take a stand and have a different type of faith. A faith that will produce patience and that patience will lead us to being complete as the Bible says without any lack so yeah so James starts his letter by speaking about this faith which uh, this is gonna be the, the the point of our conversation today obviously which is the session based on, which this session is based on yeah the session is based on and James tells these people that for one, their faith will be tested. Okay, he mentions that that their faith will be tested. Secondly, he also mentions that uh, they should be joyful when this happens. And then thirdly, he says that the testing of their faith, this faith that they're being tested on, which they should be joyful for, okay, will produce endurance in them, and they will be able to stand firm whenever they face any difficulty or challenges. And then finally, he says that uh, that is when we will be considered to be perfect and complete. But most importantly, we will have no lack. Okay, he says we will be lacking nothing. So our faith is something that will drive us to lacking nothing. But this brings us to the conversation of today. If we do not understand what is used by God to build our faith, then we will not be able to grow in our faith. And therefore, we will not get to a point where we are complete. 
and this is taking me back to the song that I was mentioning earlier. When I discovered what God was using, I was able to stand in prayer and say, God, this is a moment where I need you to show up because I know this is what you always use. So I'm going to trust you. For over two and a half years, I worked in a place where my contracts were like three months, four months, then six months, then five months. And each time I learned that uncertainty was that one thing that God was using. And that one thing that God was using in my life is called a faith trigger. So the weight trigger uh, can be described easily as to activate. So it's something that activates something. And for the purpose of this conversation, the word trigger would be something that activates your faith. Something that says, I need to have faith because God is doing something at this very moment. A faith trigger is anything that God has placed in your life that pushes you to have faith. That one thing that helps you to grow in your faith. And it can be anything, okay? It can be really anything. And for today's purpose, I'd like us to look into three of the things that I've discovered that they are core in you discovering what your faith trigger is. Because most people live their lives without being able to discover this. So as I highlight these, may you be able to actually discern which one you might believe that is your faith trigger. So starting off, uh, the first one is your frustrations. Okay. So what I've discovered is a lot of us are frustrated by life. A lot of us are frustrated because there are things that happen and we feel like we have no control over them. Okay. And when you read from the second, the book of second Corinthians chapter, chapter 12 and we find Paul who is being tormented by the devil and there's a thorn in him okay there's a thorn that is disturbing him that is frustrating him rather and it makes him feel weak okay and because this thorn is in him he keeps going to God and calling on God and saying God I need you to get rid of it okay I believe that there are most of that most people get stuck in this position where there's just that one thing that frustrates them that has kept you standing in one place and you're trying to figure out how do I actually get over this cliff? And Paul couldn't get rid of this. Paul could not deal with this. And God comes to him and says to him, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Okay, so when you're weak, I will strengthen you. And this is the requirement that Paul trusts that God will help him deal with this frustration. These things can come at any point in time. In fact, I was tempted to, to say that uh, this specific thing about frustration would be time as a title of this specific part of the scripture uh, of our conversation. But then I realized that there are many other things that may cause us to be frustrated. Obviously, time is one of them. You know, when you apply for a job and you're waiting for them to call you back, you get frustrated when they don't call you back. When... Oh, <laughs> When you're standing in a queue and it's taking too long for them to help, you get frustrated by it. And I, th and I thought to myself, this could be God teaching me to have faith, the faith that produces endurance. If we cannot stand when we are frustrated and then our faith cannot grow, our faith cannot move, our faith cannot get to a point where it is complete. When you have a challenge and you can't find a solution to it, that frustrates you. 
you get into an exam room you've been studying the whole week or whole full two weeks you've been studying the same thing and you think that you've got it and you get into an exam room and you forget almost everything that you studied that can be frustrating that can be frustrating for you and the same way that this thorn was frustrating to Paul it can be frustrating to you to know that there's something that you cannot deal with because it just looks like it doesn't want to stop coming to you. Coming to an understanding that there are things that frustrate us, but we need to trust God with them. We need to believe that God can help us deal with our frustrations, that God will take us to the other side of our frustration. That in fact, not only will he take us to the other side, but as time progresses, we will learn how to deal with those frustrations. The second one, almost similar to frustrations. Okay, it's almost similar. But the difference is, this is one thing that keeps coming back over and over again. Frustrations, in most cases, are something that happens once off. But this one, it keeps coming back. Okay? things that keep coming back and keeping you in cycles okay you're always in cycles dealing with the same problem dealing with the same situation dealing with the same conflict dealing with the same challenges over and over again i remember as you read the bible and you learn about the israelites you will learn that most of the time they would deal with the same things okay I think there have been like two occasions where they had to deal with water. I think there were like multiple occasions where they had to deal with people attacking them and God had to help them through that. And for them to actually conquer, for them to actually get what they were looking for, they had to go to, back to God and say, God, we don't know how to deal with this. We need your help with this. We need you to provide for this. And God would do it again. And God would help them again. In fact... <laughs> Well, 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 one of the passages that I have fallen in love with in Scripture is the part where the Bible tells us about uh, the disciples fishing and then Jesus Christ comes and tells them to throw the, to cast the net again and they say that they've been fishing, but anyway, they would listen to him. Okay, This happens twice in Scripture, by the way. It happens at the beginning of Christ's ministry and it happens at the end of his ministry. In fact, after his resurrection and then he's working and he sees the disciples and the disciples don't recognize him. And he says to them, because they've been fishing the whole night as well, and he says to them, throw the net again. And they look at him crazy saying, but we've been in this situation, we've been here the whole night, and this is happening for the second time, by the way, in Scripture. And the, the first time when it happened, Peter had created, had developed a relationship with God, to, with Christ rather. It was a one-off thing. He saw Christ healing his mother-in-law and then uh, the following day when they meet again and they've been fishing for the whole night and as they've been fishing, they haven't caught anything. And Christ comes and says, throw the net again. And Peter says, but we've been doing this the whole night. And then he goes and says, but because you said it, so I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna throw it. And he throws it and they catch a, they catch a whole lot of fish. And so at the end of his ministry, after his resurrection, the same thing happens. Uh, they don't know, okay, they already know that he's, he has risen, but they've only seen him once, okay? So this time they see him again, but this time when they see him, he is passing by and he sees them fishing from a distance and he shouts, throw the net on the other side. And they look and one of them discovers, oh, it is Christ. And he throws the net because they 
built up confidence with Christ. They've started to believe in him. They've started to trust him. They've started to know that at his weight, they will conquer. So with the Israelites, there was always a need they had. And that need needed to be fulfilled only by God. Whether it, whether it was water, whether it was conquering a nation, whether it was food, God had to provide for them. And these things kept happening in their lives. And sometimes these things keep happening in your lives, but you don't recognize that these things are things that are supposed to build your faith. These things are things that God is using in your life to help you move to the next step of faith. Sometimes it's sickness. Sometimes you get sick and, you know, you, you keep seeing the sickness coming over and over again. And you don't even understand why it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. You go to the doctor, you buy meds, but it keeps coming back. And God is saying to you, I want you to learn to live with this from a perspective of saying, I am healed from this. And God is my healer. I want you to trust me. I want you to have confidence in me. Sometimes it's sin, okay? You keep, being, you keep getting exposed to the same sin over and over again. And you know that you can't deal with it. And you've been going, you know, you've, you, you, you've been hoping that you could be able to deal with it by yourself. And God says, I want you to have faith in me. Faith that I can help you deal with it. Sometimes it can be financial challenges. They keep coming back over and over again. You just keep falling back into debt. Sometimes it's relationships. You just keep dating the wrong people over and over and over again. Because in most cases, we want to have the ability to do things with our own strength, with our own power. We think we have it under control. And yeah, when it's a faith thing, there'll always be shortcomings for you. There'll always be that one thing that you just cannot deal with. And Christ is teaching us to come to a place where we trust God completely. Where we say, I'm going to keep putting my faith in you. In fact, when you go back to scripture, there's a portion where Jesus Christ speaks to the disciples about the leaving of the Pharisees. And then he says to them, haven't you learned anything? That over all this time I've been teaching you to have faith but you haven't learned anything because the disciples started complaining about what they lack which was bread and they look, they couldn't look back to what God has been doing in their life because every time they lacked he provided for them Jesus Christ was there Jesus Christ was there to help them but they could not see that because every time they faced a new challenge they would complain so their faith wasn't moving their faith wasn't growing their faith was always at the same level and I said it last week that we should never ever put ourselves or measure our standard of faith based on the disciples. Because the disciples, just like you and I, come to a place where they feel like they have to figure things out by themselves and then they fail. The disciples, just like you and I, have to depend on Christ. They had to depend on Christ. And you and I, we need to depend on Christ. We need to depend on God for him to help us. There are challenges that will keep coming and they need us to go to God and say, God, this thing, it cannot keep coming. It cannot keep happening in my life. It just cannot. Why is it that I have to go through this over and over and over again? Because it's a faith trigger. 
It's there to help you to enjoy. It's there to help you to grow. And yes, it's always going to be there. But once you've practiced how to live in faith, you will always conquer it. You will always defeat it. And probably grow to a higher stage. Because faith is something that will constantly keep wanting you to grow in. It's something that will require you to grow constantly in it. To come to this point where James tells us that you will be complete and lacking nothing. You cannot be complete and lacking nothing if you have not been tested. We always quote this passage which, by the way, I have no idea who said it. But he says that an untested faith cannot be trusted. Faith that's not tested cannot be trusted. I, th- I, th- I believe that this is why Paul say, I mean James says that you know we should we should rejoice we should be joyful when this happens when our faith has been tested because we know that if we are being tested and we conquer and we endure then we can be trusted and I kid you not I want nothing more than to be trusted by God to know that God has confidence in me To know that God is willing to put me in any battle and he knows that I will conquer on the other side. And I think our challenge here is, (laughs) I've been seeing this thing where people say that they don't want to be God's strong soldiers. And I get it. I get it. You know, life is challenging. It's uh, sometimes it's way more better for you to not be challenged by anything. Sometimes even it's for, for some people, it would look like it's way better for them not to believe in Christ at all. Because when they are not in Christ, nothing will test them. Or at least if they are tested, they will have solutions from the world. Because the world will always have solutions. Even though those solutions are not permanent. Even though those solutions are not really, really the right solutions. Because all our solutions are found in Christ. Christ tells us that in this world you will have troubles. But take heart because I have conquered this world. So every challenge that we face is nothing new. It is something that is conquerable. Okay, let me not move too far from this message. But I always wonder, if you don't want God to test you, then how do you expect to grow in faith? Because the standard here is, if you've been tested, if you've conquered and endured through the testing of your faith, then you will be complete. I don't know who doesn't want to be complete, but I want to be complete. I want to come to a place where I lack nothing. I want to come to a place where my faith is so strong that when I speak a word, things happen instantly. Which takes us to the next point. Another faith trigger is anything that looks impossible for you to deal with. When you look at this situation in your life and you think, I cannot come across that. I cannot overcome that rather. I cannot conquer that. This is too big for me to handle. This is too big for me to fight. When you read in scripture about King Jehoshaphat, they come to a place where they say to God, where he goes to God and says, God, I get it. You have entrusted me to these people. And now we have these people coming to attack us. And this is too big of a battle for me to be able to prosper in it. 
and God helps them to prosper because they trusted God beyond their own powers. When you look into the story of Gideon, Gideon is approached by an angel of God and an angel of God says to him, uh, mighty man of God, mighty man of valor, mighty man of war, I want you to be the one to help rescue the Israelites. I want you to be the one to help conquer all the other nations on behalf of my people, on behalf of God's people. And Gideon looks at this angel and thinks, oh my God, I have no power to do this. He says, I'm the smallest. He says, the tribe that I'm within is the smallest. My family <laughs> is the weakest. And not only is my family the weakest, I'm the weakest within my family. And you want to use me? But God uses him regardless. And not only does God use him, God tells him to go and call people. He goes, he calls people. God decreases that whole number of people and leaves him with 300 people to fight thousands and thousands of soldiers and they conquer because they trusted God. This situation that Gideon faced, it required him to trust God. It required him to have faith in God because 300 soldiers were barely going to be able to conquer these people. And for him to have confidence that it would work, he asked the angel to give him two signs. First sign, he says, okay, I trust that it is you, I trust that it is God. But he says, give me a second sign again. And it happens again, and he says, okay, now I trust. And I, <laughs> most situations are hard for us, okay? They're hard for us to even imagine that we can even conquer. Most of the time, we look at life and think, I'm not going to be able to get over that. This is a hill that is way too big for me to conquer. It could be a job that you think that you cannot get because maybe you're not qualified or maybe you don't have enough experience. It could be a virus or a disease rather that they said that it cannot be healed, that they said there's no cure for it. The world have normalized the idea of impossible but the bible tells us that there is nothing impossible with god that even when we see it as impossible there's nothing impossible with god in fact jesus christ makes one of the boldest types of examples as he says that when you have faith you will say to this mountain move and it will be moved In one other example, in Luke 17, he says that when you see this mulberry tree, you will tell it to get into the sea and the tree will move from here and get into the sea. Imagine. Just imagine. Here's what I'm saying. When you look at situations in your life and you see the impossibilities of them, just know that this is a moment that requires you to trust God more than it requires you to trust your own abilities. This is a moment that requires you to say, God, 
this is beyond me this is bigger than me this i cannot conquer i am not as strong but i'm going to trust you to make it happen and this is why mountains are the greatest form of faith triggers situations that you just cannot see yourself conquering situations that you look at and say god i'm not gonna make it through this some of you are stuck in life because of this some of you are stuck in life because someone told you that this is impossible you cannot get into that room you cannot get into that business you cannot build that you cannot build that and you actually accepted it you received this message and you accepted it and you trusted that it was true but you didn't go to the source of all things who tells you that there is nothing impossible with him who tells you that you can do all things through christ who strengthens you Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11 verse 6, in conclusion, it tells us that the only way we can please God is when we have faith. But my concern is when we don't recognize how to grow our faith or we don't recognize the things that can help us grow our faith, then we cannot have faith at all. And when you cannot recognize it, when you cannot recognize it, Ooh, English. When you cannot recognize it, you fall into the trap of frustration. You fall into the trap of having the same things coming over and over and over again into your life and you not being able to find solutions for them. You fall into the trap of believing the lies that there are things that you cannot get. The lie that there are things that are too big for you to conquer. You fall into that trap because you have not discovered your faith trigger. And I want you to get me, okay? These things are not exhaustive, okay? Because within them falls a whole lot of other things that may be your faith trigger. But they begin here, okay? At the surface. It will frustrate you. It will look impossible. And it will keep coming back to you. It will become a cycle. And once you've been able to discover this, I promise you, you will have a very different look out on your faith. You will have a completely different view of how faith is. And this is my prayer for you today, that God helps you discover which thing he is using in your life for you to grow in faith for you to recognize the faith trigger in your life. James tells us, once we've been able to have faith, once we've been able to stand and have confidence and keep going every time something challenged us, every time something tested us, we kept going, our faith will grow. Our faith will come to a place of complete. And I want you to come to this place of completeness. I want to come to that place of completeness as well. A place where, where I'm able to tell a mountain to move. And it actually moves. A place where doubts are a thing of the past.
where I speak a word and believe that it is finished, that it is done. And yet we all have challenges when it comes to this. Which is why we should go through a growth session faith. We should, which is why we should allow God to keep testing us because the only way that we grow and we become complete is if God tests us. And the more we get tested, the more we will be able to recognize our faith. The more we'll be able to grow in our faith. The more we'll be able to conquer things and move to the next stage. And I tell you this, nothing is unconquerable. Everything is conquerable when we put our confidence in God. And this is why I want you to go back and ponder on this moment and figure out what is the one thing that God has been constantly bringing upon my life that requires me to have faith. And once you've discovered that, and then reposition yourself to put your faith only in God, not in your own abilities, not in your own experiences, not in your own knowledge, not in your own skills, not in your own powers, not in the powers of friends or family members, not, not in people, but in God. in God trusting him that he will get you to the other side trusting him that there is nothing impossible for him so I hope that this message actually gets you to that place a place where you've discovered what your faith trigger is and once you've discovered that I hope that you can now take it to the next step now you can be joyful as James says because there is no joy in facing difficulties unless the joy is because you know that God will conquer for you unless the joy is from a position of knowing that this test is supposed to build my faith but until you know that this test is allowed to is supposed to build my faith it will constantly frustrate you amen if you've you've been listening to this message and you've gotten this far. You probably want to know more about this faith thing. But you're not saved. I, I want to give you an opportunity to, you know, say this prayer with me. And believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour. Because once you believe in him, the possibilities are great. There is nothing that is impossible. He will help you deal with your frustrations. He will help you deal with those cycles that keep coming back over and over again. He will help you deal with every challenge that comes that looks like it's too big for him. I mean, for you. Because now you will be seated in heavenly places with him. So I'd like you to say this prayer with me. Follow me. Dear Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross so that I could have life. Thank you for allowing yourself to die so that I could be restored 
today I repent from my ways. Today I declare that you are my Lord and my Savior. I declare that there is no other name that I, I am to be saved with except your name, Jesus. I believe that I am born again, that I'm a child of God, and that my sins have been wiped clean. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, we honor you. We lift you up and believe, Jehovah, that this way, O Lord, will reach the right ears. That it will not fall into deaf ears. I believe, Jehovah, that God, whoever has been listening to this, will be able to find their faith trigger from this message. That it will be a guide for them to be able to discover what God you want them, Jehovah, to discover about you. About the test that, Lord, you've put in their life. And I know that, God, you do not test people with evil. Because you're a good God. You're a loving Father. So whatever tests that you've put in their lives, oh Lord, they will be able to conquer. Because God, in Christ, this world has been conquered. I believe that their faith, Jehovah, will not just stay in the same level, but it will start growing as they discover, Lord, what you are using in their lives to grow their faith. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy and grace. I pray for each one of the people listening to this message that you expand in everything that they're doing that you grow with them in everything that they're doing that their families will be blessed that everything that they touch will be favored oh lord in jesus name lord i pray amen Bye.